or tell me where the Jedi is or this man and his family die. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> There's almost this gut impulse of like, how dare you hunt down Obi-Wan? That's my boy. Like, how dare you? I don't like you. I don't like anything about you. Ninety Nine Nerds is back after a short break, and we have got so much to talk about. It is stupid. Before we start, though, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a rating, real quick, uh, five stars, of course, and let somebody else know about us. Tell them. Tell the world. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Hit that like button. Watch it light the sky. If you have liked any of the content we have posted thus far, help us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Comment all the jobbers. And we are live. David, this is why we started this podcast. This is the moment. This is it. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series on Disney Plus has released. They dropped episode one and two. Mm. And we are here to talk about it. Yeah, we are. When we started this podcast, this was the day we had in mind. We said, we got to have this thing up and running for Obi-Wan Kenobers. And here we are. Let's do it. Tell me everything. Let's dive right in. Do it. Episode one and two is dropped. General thoughts. General thoughts. I like it, but it has started kind of slow, and there is some things to be desired Mm, thus far. You know, we had a lot of predictions going into this, and we predicted a lot of things correctly. But some of the things that we predicted, I really wanted to see, and they didn't hit as hard as they could have or should have. Um, like what? I mean, starting off, you've got Order 66 scene. Which was totally baller. Absolutely. I can never get enough footage of Order 66. Give me more of it. I want to see every character that has ever experienced that experience it first person. Um, when the when the screen lit up, it was immediately like boom, younglings in a room, Order sixty six. Yep. Here we go with that little hat on. You knew yeah. right away. I was hoping we were going to get some Grogu footage. Yeah, that's what I thought too. As we were going to see Grogu's escape. Yeah, I thought that they were going to just sprinkle in a little bit of Grogu action to not necessarily tell you exactly what happened to Grogu, but maybe give you one more piece of the puzzle because we've only seen little glimpses. We heard that he was in Order sixty six. We saw a tiny little sliver of a scene, but this was like hoping that they give us another piece. They did it. Um, I did not make the connection right away, but I I think that Order sixty six scene is going to be very important in this series. Uh, which after it was done, it was kind of like, that was sweet. Why did they include it, though? Because it was very random. Right. You didn't recognize a single person other than the clones. Um, but I think that's going to come into play later. Yeah, I think it was uh, the Inquisitor Reva. Um, there's yeah. a little girl. She's the one who says, they're all like, what do we do now once the teacher died? Right. And the little girl says, we run. And yeah. then they all followed her. So she was kind of set up as a, like, this leader of these kids already. Yep. So we think that's Reva. Yeah. So then are they going to dive into her past as what happened after Order 66? She's clearly a spiteful character. She doesn't like the Jedi. Um, was she recruited soon after Order 66? 
I mean, we can progress in how the episode went. So they open with this Order 66 scene. Great stuff. Give me more of that. And then we immediately, like I predicted, boom, Inquisitor's on the scene. This is happening. They're hunting somebody, and they're going to show off their skills. Kind of. Or so I thought. What did you think of that opening sequence? I mean, the opening sequence of the Inquisitors? With the Inquisitors, yeah. Well, first and foremost, I want to say the intro to Kenobi, like before the Order 66, mm-hmm. you had the the choice to skip the recap right, right. or watch it. That recap was lit. Yeah. It was a dope highlight reel of all the movies. You've got all the times Anakin was betraying Obi-Wan. And mm-hmm. I like how they brought in that little scene of like little Anakin like flying the ship. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I'll try spin. That's a neat trick. I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Um, but no, the recap was legit. Yeah. Um, but it's the, I mean, it's the same fan made thing that we've seen a thousand times on YouTube, but it was actually Disney that did it. So it was well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so opening up the inquisitors show up on Tatooine They're They have heard a rumor that there's a Jedi in this saloon. Um, real talk, I thought that scene was a little cringe. I thought it could have been done a little bit better. I predicted that the Inquisitors were going to come in and, like, with an iron fist, boom, they're going to find a Jedi and they're going to kill him quick. Right. It's going to be brutal. That didn't really happen. In fact, they kind of let him get away. Um, what I didn't really predict or think would happen was they kind of have this dynamic with the Inquisitors where they don't all agree, they don't all like each other and they don't all operate the same way so we're introduced to reva she's kind of the most hardcore she's trying to find obi-wan kenobi she's going to do anything she can to find him um whereas the other inquisitors are like playing by the rules and trying to be like the good guys and it's like no you're you're out of line you're unhinged you're going crazy you need to calm down it's like reva is actually exactly what i thought the inquisitors would be all of them just ruthless yeah, I I think you're right. I think they kind of watered down Reva or watered down the Grand Inquisitor, the other Inquisitors, and the fifth brother to yeah. show Reva's. Sure, they kind of focal point her. Yeah, um, I guess so. But I actually I really like that scene. Watching it a second time, I noticed um, the Grand Inquisitor is talking to the guy, the head saloon guy, mm-hmm. the, the owner of the saloon, and he's saying, you know, there's rumors that there's a Jedi here. And I know that the Jedi code's like an itch. I know yeah. all I got to do is wait and do something to you. And right. he can't help himself but to help you. Right. So while he's telling him this, you actually, like I noticed this the second time watching, the Grand Inquisitor's eyes start turning golden brown as he's talking to him. Dang. So he's like about to do something. Mm. He's about, he's tapping into the dark side. Like when Anakin went to Mustafar, that was his first orders under Palpatine. Go right. to Mustafar take care of the separatists right his eyes are golden brown because he's full dark side just straight murking people right um murk turk and the grand inquisitor's eyes are turning golden brown and reva just picks up a knife and throws it at the guy right and that's when the jedi in the saloon stops it yeah um so reva is like wants to pull the trigger she wants to get things done she's sick of you know the waiting around and but the grand inquisitor has these other ideas of I'm not going to kill this other Jedi right away. I'm not going to push the envelope, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. because he says, this is all we have left. The scraps, the Jedi, the no-names, 
Right. That's all we have left. We need to use them to bring out the other ones too. Right. So that's why they let him get away because they they want to see him bring out. Which makes sense. But in the moment, the fact that he got away was frustrating to me because we're introduced to this new guy. He, we end up finding out his name is Nari, and he's clearly just like a mid-rank Jedi. He's nothing crazy. He's just some guy. Uh, but he he gets away from the Inquisitors Reva like has him and she's like she's about to cut him down when the Grand Inquisitor stops her and then the Grand Inquisitor and Reva kind of have this spat where he pushes her out of the way with the force and then that's when this Nari guy just literally runs away and he uses the force to knock down these banners behind him which is like this impenetrable force how are we going to get around these banners they just walk right around it (laughs) and he literally just kind of scurries off which like in my mind knowing footage of the Inquisitors from Rebels they're not like they're not to be messed around with. Like right. when they show up, you're not just gonna uh, uh, use the force on some banners and get away. Like they always track down whoever they're they're in the close vicinity. And they of. can literally fly with their lightsabers. That's, <laughs> <laughs> which we haven't seen that yet. We haven't but. seen that in live action. So yeah, like him getting away in the beginning was like, what the heck? Now we later see him meet up with Obi-Wan, which is getting a little bit ahead in the episode, but he later meets up with Obi-Wan, which clearly as far as writing goes, they needed him to escape so he could talk to Obi-Wan. But it was frustrating that moment because I wanted them to show up and, like, impose their will. But I guess it does make sense that they're trying to draw other more powerful Jedi out by potentially capturing this guy or like interrogating him or following him. So right. um, then we see what Obi-Wan's been up to. What's been What's he been doing? So Obi-Wan's kind of been uh, in the shadows. He is a butcher now. He cuts mm. up meat. From a crate dragon. Um, I don't think it is a crate dragon. What is it? It honestly looks like a like a weird uh fish space fish. A space Not fish. like the the Purgles. The Purgles are the space whales. Mm. It looks like a fish. Like a big fish. In the middle <laughs> of the desert sea. Yeah. Maybe. So we see him cutting up some meat and He's uh, a meat cutter. Yeah, he goes back to his cave where he uh, he starts cooking up his food, and I there's a parallel there. He cooks up his food and then he sits down and eats while looking out on the sandy desert. Mm-hmm. And that's a parallel of Ray in the sequels. She gets her food. She does the same thing. She's kind of a loner. Yeah, loning around. Um, yeah, and then what really struck when we were watching was it's kind of just like this quick flashes of Obi Wan and like what he does every day, and he's just. He does nothing really. <laughs> he right. uh, he buys that toy for Luke from one of the Jawas. He's got this Jawa buddy, and he Tika. buys Tika. Yeah, he buys uh he buys the speeder toy that Luke is using in A New Hope. Yeah, in A New Hope, you see Luke playing with. So this that's a toy. cool little Easter egg. It's the exact same toy. So Kenobi bought that for him, and uh, then. You know, it's like, okay, that was Obi-Wan Kenobi's day. He goes to bed, and you start seeing this nightmare sequence play out while he's sleeping where he's having these flashbacks, which is we knew there were going to be something like this, some kind of flashback sequence. Right. And there's even a dialogue that happens in Clone Wars. Um, it was uh, an episode that actually was never released, but it's, an, it's dialogue between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and Anakin can't sleep because his Padawan Ahsoka is no longer with the Jedi Order and it's tearing him up. And Obi-Wan asks him, like he says, you got to detach yourself from that. Like you're you're too emotionally tied. And Anakin has this dialogue with him in Clone Wars where he says, Master, if, if I fell 
or if something happened to me, you know, how would you sleep at night? And Obi-Wan says, well, I imagine I wouldn't sleep very well if something happened to you. How well would you sleep knowing I failed you? Not very well, I imagine. So now we're seeing that play out. Right. He is not sleeping well. He's having these flashback sequence of Anakin on Mustafar screaming out, I hate you. And he, you know, then he wakes up from it. And when he wakes up, he calls out for Qui-Gon. He calls out for his master. And there's nothing. We were hoping we would see a Qui-Gon force ghost. There was nothing. And that is when watching it, I said, he is disconnected from the force. Right. Kind of like a uh, Luke in episode eight. Yeah. Last Jedi. They're doing a parallel with what they did with Luke. So um, Hermit. Kenobi. Herbert Kenobi. But you know what? 10 years is a long time. This takes place 10 years after the events of episode three. Luke is a 10-year-old boy. We see little Leia. She's yes. a 10-year-old girl. So they bring Leia into the fold next. Yep. And but 10 years is a long time. And Obi-Wan, at this point, we come to find out he has given up on the fight. He has given... And, and it's almost like the force is like a muscle you have to train. And when you don't use it for long enough, you lose it. And it's it seems as though Obi-Wan has lost his connection to the force. Right. Which makes me not like Ray more <laughs> girl who has known the force for 12 hours is more capable. Imagine someone walking into the gym. Who's never even been to the gym and deadlifting 650 pounds. Right. Raw. I would, I would spit on their shoe. Yikes. <laughs> um, gross. But yeah, so Kenobi's disconnected and then we get introduced to little Leia and honestly, what are your thoughts on Leia? Uh, in the beginning, she was a little annoying to me, but uh, watching it through a second time, I mean, she is little Leia. They did a very good job of capturing like Leia's fiery, can't tell me nothing side uh, in a 10-year-old girl, which as a 10-year-old saying the stuff that a full-grown adult woman would say, it's kind of like a little displaced, but um, I liked her character. I thought that they did a good job kind of capturing her essence. Yeah, at first, I didn't like her. Same. Um, I think the other thing is she doesn't look 10 years old. She looks like five or six. She really does. She's young. I, I didn't look up the age of the actress, the little girl, but I don't think she's 10. There's no way. No. She's probably like seven or eight. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see Alderaan. They show her on her home planet. Um, there was a couple, a couple scenes that were a little like, because they're like, Leia, you're going you're gonna to rule this planet. This will all be yours. It's like, uh, no, because <laughs> we know in episode four, her home planet gets blown up by the Death Star. So there's all these like ominous quotes about like the future is bright. Yeah. <laughs> so bright that you're going to be burning. These, these people will look to you <laughs> when they're in need, Leia. It's like, well, she <laughs> literally watched them blow up. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awkward. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's cool to see Bail Organa back, uh, same actor. and I thought Alderaan looked like a Halo map. Yeah, it did. Like, uh, uh, what was it called? Valhalla, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember now. Yeah, there's that, that like sliding door where they walk into that tall building. And I was yeah. like, dang, this is video game-esque. Yeah. And then uh, C-3PO and R2 were there. I didn't see R2. So R2 is in, like, the background. Oh. I was thinking, when are they going to show uh, You know, when's R2 going to show up? And it was there. funny because when we saw C-3PO, I went, yo! And as I'm saying that, they introduce yo, Y-O, another <laughs> C-3PO right. translator yeah. droid. Yo! Uh, 
here's here's where things get weird with here's the overall issue i had with episode one because episode one is a lot of setup they're just introducing like what's it's a quick recap of what has happened in the last 10 years um two words chase scenes and this seems to be an issue going back to the book of boba fett series where there was a chase scene and everybody was hating on it it's with the speeders and the biker gang guys and like that whole chase sequence people thought like it just looks so weird it looks so slow it looks so like forced um the chase scenes in this show weren't good nope starting off with uh the one jedi getting away from the saloon like okay that wasn't even a chase sequence they really should have done a better job of that and then the one that was laughable was leia getting away she gets captured by these pirates or these bounty hunter type folks um the chase sequence was ridiculous i mean anybody can outrun a 10 year old girl but it was kind of like a which way you gotta go oh where'd you go and then and then she she has this like epic slide down a hill it's like oh yeah she got away from them but like but like the person the person if they really wanted to they could have easily walked like through the bush and like and like just gone down the hill and then there was a shot her in the leg shot in the leg uh the last one was she like ducks under a branch and the pirate's like chasing behind her is like and then she's like running around it's like yeah you could have easily ducked under that branch and caught her because when she first shows up she walks up and runs like three feet up to them and then goes oh why are you here it's like if she would have been 30 feet back and then realized them right the chase scene would have seemed a little bit more realistic yeah i agree but that's just one thing i mean Overall, episode one was a very good setup story. Yeah. That was my only gripe. Well, no. Bring it. <laughs> so bring your grapes. There's a lot of controversy around this. Oh. Um, Reva, the Inquisitor. Yep. Um, she's the one that's impulsive and yeah. just likes to get things done and doesn't She's obsessed l- with finding Kenobi. She doesn't listen to anybody. She doesn't want to listen to anybody. She Can't wants to tell do things her, her way. She uh uh, in the town square, we see her walking around, and they're asking everybody, does anybody know anything about any Jedi or anything? Mm-hmm. And it, I want to say I like the character, Reva. Yeah. I like this idea that there's this Inquisitor who is like B.A. She's actually pr- really powerful. She's good at her job. She's good at her job. She's Force-sensitive because we notice right away she picks up on with that scene with Uncle Owen, she looks at him and says, you know something. It's yeah. like, how would you have known that unless you're Force-sensitive? Which then connects back to that Order 6016. Clearly, she was one of those younglings. Clearly, she used to be a Jedi. She's in touch with the Force. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, she goes up to Owen, and I like the character. I'll say that. Yeah. I really like the character. I don't like the acting okay. at all. I don't like the way she talks to him. Mm-hmm. It's very like... I just get it's like a corny vibe. Like I, I get taken out of this like Star Wars context. Yeah. Where like I don't feel intimidated. Yeah. Like the way she's talking, she's like, "Do you have a Jedi on your farm?" Right. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I just it it has more TV vibes than movie vibes. I want six episodes of movie esque Obi Wan content, and these first couple episodes felt very TV. Uh, the budget felt lower, if you will, which it isn't. It can't be. They're making all the money on this. It was the number one streaming show on Disney Plus of all time. Um, 
I would agree with that though. Watching it back a second time, I liked her character more, but the first time, there's almost this gut impulse of like, how dare you hunt down Obi-Wan? That's my boy. Like, how dare you? I don't like you. I don't like anything about you. Because she is the one who you're supposed to despise the most. Right. She's written that way. Yeah. You're not supposed to like her. Right. But I would agree with that though. Some of the scenes, the the dialogue seemed very forced. It seemed very weird. Yeah, j- even just like the when she's talking to Owen and she's like I, you know, I like you. You yeah. do anything to protect your family, but would you protect them from me? Right. Like, okay, yeah, he would. <laughs> like, um, and then, and then she immediately goes from that to if if nobody or what does she say? She um, says like if if you don't give me the information, she says. I'm gonna look right now. We're gonna it's this. like if you don't tell me what I want, this man and his family die. I'm going to look this up. And that's when the fifth me. brother steps in. See, this is That scene is where we really see, like, these Inquisitors are not on the same page. Fifth brother is just trying to show up and be like, hey, anybody have any info? We'll reward you. Uh, just remember that. We will give you a reward. And she comes in just cutting off hands. She cuts off some old lady's hand. Yeah, just for talking back. Yeah. But the, the quote is, she says, tell me where this, or tell me where the Jedi is, or this man and his family die. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah. I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It was a little corny. But here's the thing. I said it in previous episodes. The problem is Star Wars fans is a group of people, and they will tell you when they don't like the things. And unfortunately, there's people out there that took things way too far. And they, Star Wars, Disney, and Ewan McGregor had to come out with statements and yeah. videos saying... She was attacked with racial slurs. People were DMing her on Instagram, death threats. And it's like... It was just crazy. She's why? a human being. She's a human <laughs> being behind, a, you know, a character. Right. She's written to say those lines. Right. Like, the same thing happened with Rose Tico. I can't remember the actress off the top of my head. Um, same thing happened with... What's his name, Sean? Jar Jar. Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar. Why do why do the Star Wars fans take it to this third and fifth level of like get them, attack them, kill them? Yeah, like that's yeah, crazy. I understand like you're passionate about Obi-Wan, you're passionate about Star Wars, but for you to step over that line of like, this is it. I'm gonna send her a DM and I'm gonna let her know what I think. Like, come on, what do you think you're accomplishing with that other than just spreading hate? And that's what's unfortunate about all of this because you and me didn't care for the character. We're watching it and we're like, I don't like this chick. Like straight up. I don't right. I don't, I don't like where this is going. Um but there's I, a line. I would have rather have seen uh what's her face? Michonne from Walking Dead. She's the Wakanda warrior. Yeah. I would rather see her as the inquisitor. Sure. Like honestly. Yeah. Um They could have gotten her. It's like the biggest show on TV. But that's the thing, could they have? Because Look at the way the fans treat these actors and actresses. Maybe that's why we don't see any big names ever coming into Star Wars. Because it'll ruin their career. Because these fans are nuts. These fans are nuts. We're just a couple of dudes. We're fans, but we're not like, I ain't DMing anybody. Take it easy, bros. Right. And bro ham is? That's a female version of bros, right? I don't know. No, no. Um, So... That's about halfway through the episode. Let's wrap up the other half. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Leia gets captured. Yeah, Leia gets captured 
Riva is the one who hired these pirates. We learn at the very end. Yep. Um, how she knows that this might bring out Kenobi, not because she's the offspring of Anakin, but because yeah, I was confused by that. She knows Bail Organa and Obi Wan used to be tight during the Clone yep. Wars. She looked into the database, the Holocron database, and realized that there was a connection between Bail Organa and Obi Wan back from the Clone Wars. So she came up with this plan. I'm going to capture his daughter, and that'll bring out Obi-Wan. So then Bail Organa goes desperately to Obi-Wan and says, I need you, Leia needs you, and Obi-Wan is not about to join the fight. No. But then he does. <laughs> that boy gets involved. <laughs> he gets his lightsaber from the sand. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of adds value to Ray burying Luke and Leia's lightsaber. Yeah, maybe that's probably why they did it because Ray gets a ton of hate for burying Anakin's Anakin's lightsaber into the sand of Tatooine because Anakin doesn't care for sand. It's coarse, it's rough, it gets everywhere. And uh, Obi-Wan did the exact same thing. He buried his lightsaber in the sand. He told the other Jedi, bury your lightsaber in the sand, forget about that life, and move on. And, uh, but... He gets involved. He decides, I'm going to do this. But he says to Bale, I'm not who I was. I'm not who I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same person. Just kind of reiterating that fact that he is not connected to the Force. He is not this Jedi Master that's uber powerful and can show up and save the day, uh, which is disappointing. Like, you'd think that if he's protecting Luke, he's going to be ready. But he also knows, like, if he is too powerful, he's going to be found out. Right. Because like, you can sense force people. Right. Where um, that really, too, Ray, Reva would have sensed his presence. Because that scene where she is threatening Uncle Owen, Obi-Wan is 15 feet away right. in the shadows. And she doesn't sense him. Right. Because he is completely disconnected. So, yeah. Episode 1 ends with him getting on a ship to go save Leia. Episode 2. So, episode 2 starts... And I love that they paired these two together because I would have been super disappointed if episode one ended and it was like, we need to wait a whole week. Right. So, yeah, I'm glad they did that. Um, yeah, so episode two starts. Um, Obi-Wan shows up on uh, this planet where he's supposed to find Leia, where he tracked their ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and while he's trying to get information about this, um, some girl comes up to him and offers him some drugs. Fun fact, this girl is actually his daughter in real life. It's Ewan McGregor's daughter. That is fun. And she uh, she even quotes, like, I use, or, I used to have a father or something like that. See, or, I used to be somebody's daughter once. Yeah. And it's just funny because it's like, yeah, that's her daughter. That's, that's you. That's his daughter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it goes into... Him asking info, and he's like, yo, you're on this planet. On this planet, like, you don't get info. Like, right. That's why people come here. He couldn't track anything. Like, everything was shut down. Um, the so, guy said people like their secrets on this planet. Right. So this little kid over here is Obi-Wan and says, oh, do you need help? I know a Jedi. And Obi-Wan's like, do you? Yeah. So. So then we get introduced to this new character. He's helping this family out. He's using the Force. He grabs this intercom. And he then things get weird because he says, I am using a Jedi mind trick on you. He's talking to some trans- transport guy because he's trying to get this family off of the planet safely because their son is force sensitive. And he says, I will help you. I will. Sean, what's the actor's name? He was just in Eternals. Very famous guy. 
Mike Wazowski. No. We'll look it up. He uh, he is this Jedi who says to this other guy, I'm using a mind trick on you. Do not be alarmed. You will allow this family safe passage, yada, yada. And then uh, he says, okay, you're free. You can go. You're going to be safe. Um, but then he asks for money, and they have to pay him a certain amount. And Obi-Wan is in the corner watching this all play out. And Obi-Wan immediately sees through this guy that he's not a Jedi. Oh, Say it again louder for Sean. No. Kumail Nanjiani. He's a baller. So this guy's a con man. Obi-Wan sees right through him. He's not force sensitive. It's all just a hoax. It's all everybody's in on the joke. The little boy purposely sent Obi-Wan to this guy because he's in on the, the con. And uh, Obi-Wan sees right through him. He says, you're, you're nothing. You're not a Jedi. You're a con man. But... He agrees to help him because he says, you're not going to tell anybody, are you? Because he clearly has this long-running thing going on this planet. Uh, and he agrees to help him. He agrees to get him passage off of the planet. But first, he's got to find Leia. He says, you're going to help me find this little girl that's been missing. So he sends him to this place. He said, if you're going to find anything, you're going to probably find it here. Yeah, and it's like a meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> like a Star Wars meth lab. Pretty much. Um, which is pretty cool because he... He goes ham. He infiltrates it, fights he, some dudes. He does, but he doesn't because he, like, throws a punch and then immediately is like, ah! Like, you can tell, like, he hasn't done this in a long time. He hasn't punched anybody in a long time. He doesn't have the force behind him to help him. And it's like, at any moment, it's like, he's just a normal dude right now. Right. He's not Obi-Wan. He's just some guy. Fun fact, when the guy walks out of the sliding door where he realizes, like, okay, that's the place I need to go, he's wearing ski goggles. They're just like normal ski goggles. But the the guy is an alien, and his eyes are like here. And he's wearing ski goggles. <laughs> and there's zero chance that those go on his face. <laughs> I didn't even see I don't that. know if it was an Easter egg they put in there purposely, but I paused it and I said, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so he infiltrates this meth lab, and the pirates that took Leia, they trap him in this room. He thinks he's about to save Leia, but they trap him. And... They tr- basically tell him he's going to die. Like, the Inquisitor got you here, and she's going to show up. Yeah, so they get word out that they've got Kenobi. Right. Um, actually, before all this, quick Easter egg. Uh, Obi-Wan is walking through the streets before he meets that fake Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone asks him if he's got spare change to help a veteran. Oh, out. yes. And it is a 501st clone played by Tamora, Tamora Morrison, mm-hmm. um, Boba Fett. Yep. Um, Django Fett. So that was a cool little Easter egg cool of Easter a clone, egg. which at that point, you know, he he looked really rugged and old. and um, He says, help a veteran get a warm meal. Yeah. And Obi-Wan gives him money. Yeah. So Obi-Wan feels. Well, I think. I, I think that's Obi-Wan because 501st, it was clearly a 501st guy. Which they is the get, blue guys. The blue stripes, they, that was their color. Which and is, that was Anakin's boys. Right, that's Anakin's. Anakin was their general, the blue guys. Yep. So Obi-Wan sees one of Anakin's boys on the street, and he gives him money. Right. The same boys that Obi-Wan was straight murking on Coruscant With at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Him and Yoda just going... Kill streak, Sean Tacular kill mode, triple kill. You know what? That might be one of my favorite Star Wars moments. That's is when s- when Yoda <laughs> like on Kashyyyk. 
when Yoda senses it and just cuts their heads off. Yeah. Dude, that's top five. That's a great moment. I think moment. that's top five for me. And then the brief moment of him on Coruscant throwing his lightsaber yeah. into, into yep. the 501st chest. So flash to Obi-Wan in episode three, just dicing up 501st. Ten years later, he is giving the guy money on the side of the road. And I think that's the little bit of Obi-Wan that sees this was one of Anakin's boys. I regret what happened. Everything that fell apart, he gives him some money. Because otherwise, like, the clones are his enemy. So I right. like that scene. Yeah, that was really cool. There was a lot of layers to that scene that it was like, oh, that's the guy who was Boba Fett. To the person who doesn't know all the layers, that was a very nice little moment. Right. And you might not even have noticed because he looks so rugged. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was Boba Fett. Scratchy like, beard. The same actor. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, I thought that scene was really cool. But, anyway, back to the uh, the episode recap. Um. Obi-Wan saves Leia, he gets away, and Reva calls for every bounty hunter in low life to chase him down yep. and catch him. And there's a parallel of uh, when Mando takes Grogu back after giving Grogu up to the uh, ex-Empire Empire guys, mm-hmm. um, he, he saves Grogu, and then they send out another call, and they there's a bounty... Every single person on this planet has a bounty. Right. And it was just like a cool little parallel. And it's parallel. a planet of bounty hunters. Right. Which is similar to this because this is a planet where everybody likes to keep their secrets. It's a planet of lowlifes. Right. And they've all got their bounty puck with Obi-Wan's face on it. Right. So and I thought that, that part was really cool. Right before she did that, though, the Grand Inquisitor apprehended her for capturing Leia. He says, you captured a senator's daughter? And she says, I got Obi-Wan here. I found the connection between him and Organa, and I got Obi-Wan here. And he says, you're done. Like, we don't need your help now. You can stand down. And there's this power grab dynamic with the Inquisitors. Everybody's trying to be the best. Everybody's trying to be the guy who brings Obi-Wan to Vader. Everybody's trying to suck up to Vader any way they can. And, uh, yeah, she she basically gets, like, outcasted. Like, you're done here. But she takes things into her hands. And... Again, one issue I have is two words, chase, scene. Reva finds Obi-Wan. He is pinned on a, on a rooftop with Leia. There's a bunch of bounty hunters shooting, and she's across town, and she can see the shooting taking place. So she immediately goes Morbius mode. She says, it's Morbin time, and she starts flying from rooftop to rooftop, and it's like she is going to get to Obi-Wan quickly. The way they shot that scene, it's like, oh, he's not that far away. She's close to him. And she starts doing flips Morbius style, and it's like she's going to get to him really quickly. Have you seen Morbius? No. Me neither. (laughs) Nobody has. (laughs) Sean might. No, no, no. (laughs) So I had a problem with that because it looked like they were going to get him, and then they just didn't. And they were just like then behind him. Um, yeah, they were like closing in on him. Yeah. He's like, he's hunkered down on this rooftop, can't go anywhere. You think like they're going to grab him at any moment. Right. They and weren't then, even close to him, apparently. And then Leia decides to jump off a freaking building. Oh, Leia. <laughs> and you see Obi-Wan reach out with the force that he has not been connected to. Yep. And you see how much he strains yep. to hold this little 10-year-old girl. Yeah. It took a lot out of him. But, but he did it. But he saves her. He saves and her. See, I thought Luke was a liability in episode four. Turns out that whole family's a liability because of what Anakin did. Luke's a, a whiny liability in number four. Now Leia's like, dude, 
Could you just listen to Obi-Wan to stay put? She decides to jump off the roof, a jump she was clearly not going to make. She is not Morbius. And she falls, and she climbs onto this... <laughs> she's hanging onto this wire, and luckily Obi-Wan pulls everything out of him to save her. Yeah, and just as, like, a background, she's running away from him because after he saved her, she saw someone's bounty puck that right. Obi-Wan was on it, and she's like, oh... I don't know if I can trust you, ah, and runs away, and Obi-Wan can't catch up to her. <laughs> Ooh, where's she going to go? Oh, she right. went under the branch. So that's why this chase scene between Obi-Wan's trying to chase Leia, and right. then all these bounty hunters are chasing Kenobi. Right. So it's chaos. But it's he he chaotic. catches her. He goes down to her. And at that point, like they made the scene feel like Reva is on, the, like she is breathing down his neck, but she wasn't. Yeah. She was like way further behind. And that was like... I was confused. I was like, where is she? She should be, like, turning around the corner right now, and she wasn't. Right. Um, and that's when the fake con man Jedi <laughs> shows up, and he wants to help Obi-Wan. He has, like, it's like a totally new character where he's, like, almost fanboying over Obi-Wan. And I think the whole con that he set up, like, he clearly was a fan of the Jedi. He, he saw the things that they could do, and it's like he wanted to be like them. That's probably how it all started for him, because then it's like, I'm going to do everything I can to help you, Obi-Wan. You're going to go to this shuttle. You're going to talk to this contact. They're going to send you to this planet. Somebody will meet up with you, and they're going to help you. And Obi-Wan does not trust him for a second, because he doesn't trust anybody at this point. He's been hunted by the entire galaxy, and uh, plus that guy's a con man, so why would he, why would he trust him? But I think that guy's going to show up again at some point in these next four episodes and uh i think he's gonna be a major character maybe i don't know maybe so they get to this transport and that's where things get cray cray yeah so kenobi and leia get away and reva is behind them and reva shows up after so this is how reva found out where they're going because the fake jedi gave them that safe passage through Mm -hmm. that port right he told them go to this port you'll have safe passage Reva runs into this fake Jedi, and he's like, I am a Jedi. I am going to fight you. He's trying to slow you her, want her me, down. You want me, not him. You want me. <laughs> and um, she just, like, yoinks him against the wall and just, like, reads his mind. Just mm. takes whatever she wants out of his mind. Like, even Kylo couldn't do that. Kylo really strained to do that in the sequels. Sure. This girl just straight throws this guy against the wall, takes what she wants. And it's like, okay, Reva, you're ultra-powerful. <laughs> Well, you're annoying and ultra powerful, but why didn't you do that in episode one with Owen? If you really want to know if there's a Jedi on his farm, that's true. You don't think you would just read his mind? <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Like, it's just like Disney. You're set, you want this character to be this powerful, like, you want her to be contrasted to the other Inquisitors. You're right. focal pointing this character. Right. But the problem is you make her so powerful that it's like, okay. And, and then, inconsistently powerful. Right. And then she doesn't even use her powers when it would be necessary or right. useful. It's just like, all right. So she tracks him down. She chases him down. And this is where we get the big what moment. Yeah. So Kenobi's hiding. And this is the other part I didn't like. This was the acting I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Is She's walking around going, Obi-Wan. <laughs> and it's like, it took me out of Star Wars again. Yeah. I was like. Okay, what is this? This is supposed. This is like a She's thriller, like a thriller movie from like something in our world. She starts monologuing, right? From but. Incredibles. Mm. So anyway, 
But as she's about to catch Kenobi, the Grand Inquisitor walks in. G.I. And long story short, Reva just yoinks him in the stomach with her lightsaber. He, he says, good job, Reva. I'll take it from here. And she's like, you ain't about to get the credit for this. And she yoinks him. Right in the stomach. Stabs him. Stamash. Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. is very much alive in the animated show Rebels. Right. And Rebels is after this. Right. So all the fans are like, oh, you broke canon. <laughs> Why'd you do that? They didn't break canon. The uh, the writer of the show, I don't want to get his name wrong, so I'm going to look Jonathan it up real quick. Stamos. Close. Joby Harold. Close enough. Joby. Joby. Joby Harold, writer of Obi-Wan, says that canon is everything and that they can't break canon and they right. wouldn't break canon. So the writer came out and said that. So, fun fact. I like fun facts. Um, we're 99 nerds, yeah. but there's some weird thousand percent nerds out there. Those dudes are weird. And they've put out some <laughs> articles and stuff about how the Grand Inquisitor's species is called like a Paun or something like that. I don't know. It starts with a P and ends with like a Un or something like that. Because they're from Udapau. They're from Udapau. We know that, but if you want to get technical, it's like a Powin or something like that. So Whatever. the Powins, <laughs> I really hope I get that right because I'm going to keep saying Powin. <laughs> the Powins, um, apparently, have apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, apparently, I've never been on live television before. The Powerball, <laughs> apparently, apparently, no. So the Powins, the Uda Powins, yeah, Powins. That makes sense. Now Boom. we're talking. All right figuring things out we got it um they have two stomachs <gasps> that being said he got stabbed in one of his stomachs he'll be all right mm. throw him in some back the he'll be back that's how they get you i think they killed him off because they need this dynamic between uh reva and vader now mm-hmm. and like the grand inquisitor is the grand inquisitor they need him gone for a couple episodes right to set some other stuff up so that riri can talk directly to the Veve. Right. They, uh, whatever that means. They, <laughs> they want Reva with, the, she's got some plot armor on now. Sure. Um, but well, yes, she but yoinks before him. Before she yoinks him, what does she tell Obers can Obers? Oh, so. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, the Powin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll get back to it. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the Grand Inquisitor, they, they set it up so it looks like he's dead. He's not. I promise you he's not. Promise he's coming me. back. Okay. Um, Maybe. Anyway, Reva tells Kenobi. I don't know where I was going with that. You threw me off. But Sorry. I do that. Um, Reva says, uh, I bet you didn't know, but Anakin's alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait. <laughs> That's exactly how she how, did <laughs> How dare you the audacity yeah. audacity of the writers yeah that was that's How, a bold no, a move nobody knows that vader is anakin nope nobody these inquisitors as far as they know anakin skywalker was killed in order 66 and darth vader is just the new guy in town there is no there has previously been no connection between anybody within the empire knowing that anakin skywalker is darth vader so why the H-E dubskies in, in does the, Reva know that Annie Kander is DV in SW? Right. 
Darth Vader in Star Wars for yeah, all everybody of you. knows that David. Okay, everybody's following along. Um, yeah, in the comics too. If anybody sees Vader without his mask on, Vader kills them yeah. straight up. You don't Quickly. see you don't see Vader without his mask on. No, or, he'll or murk gone. you. Marked. <laughs> um, so that I immediately was said, no, no, you don't know that. You're not allowed. And what frustrates me is Ahsoka has this big revelation in Rebels. She had heard rumors that Anakin was alive. She had heard rumors that Darth Vader was not just this ominous figure, but is somebody she knew. But she has a face-to-face encounter with Darth Vader and she then finds out in person looking at him that it is Anakin that who is Darth Vader because she broke his helmet she breaks she could, his helmet she could see his eyes during his the mouth. duel and she deserved to know that it was Anakin by facing Anakin I wanted Obi-Wan to find out it was Anakin by facing Darth Vader I did not want him to find out through some new inquisitor that should not have had that knowledge in the first place right I mean I, I don't necessarily care too much about it. I was I'm not super too, ticked. I'm not too hung up. I was 100 it. hung up. But, um, so yeah, Kenobi gets away. Scandals. And on the ship, the, I really liked this. On the ship, he is like beat up because he's been not sleeping at night, dreaming about what he did to Anakin. Right. So he thought Anakin was dead. Sure did. Told Uncle Owen. He so what dead. he does is, and this is what I think. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I got out of it. He reached out in the force. Like, he he connected in that moment mm. and just said, like, Anakin. Right. Because the sound cuts out. Leia's, like, talking to him, like, what are we doing now? Or whatever. <laughs> She's, whatever. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Where's Lola? Fruit snacks. Do you have fruit snacks? Um, <laughs> but, like, her voice just, like, cuts out. And it's just it's just Kenobi in the force saying Anakin, and then it goes right to Vader in the back to tank opening up his eyes. Right. So in that moment, like the fo- he reconnected with the force a little bit, and Anakin felt the pre- like Obi Wan and Vader's right. awake now, and they had a moment in the force, just like when Luke is hanging in Episode Five from the Cloud City. Right, Leia. And then Leia senses it. That was it. a really good impression. Is Did Mark it? Hamill in the room? Did it hit? <laughs> that hit me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that is how episode two ended. This big O-ish. Anakin's alive. Obi-Wan didn't know. Where are we headed? Yeah, I don't know. I think Reva is obviously going to gain favor with Vader. This is what, okay. This is what I've been excited to talk about. I'm really happy. This excited. is what I want to happen. Tell me. I don't I don't know if they're gonna do it. I don't know if they're gonna have the balls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but if they do, <laughs> yo, like hats off to Disney. So take your hats off. <laughs> in the Clone Wars show, I'm, I'm, I will plug the Clone Wars every episode. I don't even care. Clone Wars is Y'all fire. will watch the Clone Wars animated show. We will convince you. But in the Clone Wars animated show, Dooku has an apprentice, mm. Ventress. Mm-hmm. And he's slowly teaching her everything he knows. And there comes a point where Palpatine senses someone in the Force is growing strong. Mm. And he's like, yo, Dooku, what's up with your girl, Ventress? Right. And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, she's a great asset. And he's like, no, she's powerful. Kill her. Show your allegiance and kill her right now. How sick would it be 
if Reva takes this Ventress role, and mm. Vader is like seeing how she's like performing for him, and she brought him right. Kenobi, and and then Palpatine senses it, and that's how Reva dies. Is Ooh. Vader just in one second just yoinks her? I, I mean, think that would be amazing. That would be the best case scenario. What I think is more likely is GI comes back, Grand Inquisitor comes back. That's yeah, and they have. I'm predicting we will see some kind of show. They they said there's going to be a showdown between Obi Wan and Vader. I think simultaneously while the Vader Obi Wan showdown is happening, there's going to be a Reva Grand Inquisitor showdown happening. Yeah, I could see that. That's mine. That that that's I would, the other thing. I would love it if it was Palpatine though. Yeah, if Palpatine told Vader what's going on with this Inquisitor, right. she's powerful. Boom. That's I love that dynamic with Clone Wars. You get that so much where it's like. The rule of two. There can only be two. And there's this power-hungry struggle of, like, you're my apprentice. Don't you dare try to come up with a new apprentice that's powerful enough to potentially overthrow me. Hang on. Tell me. Is it Ventress or is it Savage? Uh, at first, it's Ventress. It, it, okay. And then I remember that right then. Yeah. and But then it is Savage. Yeah. And then Ventress and Savage team up right. to take on Dooku. <laughs> Yo, this show is so good. So I got to watch it again. We should watch it tonight. <laughs> no way. <dude. laughs> <laughs> I'm no, trying to get not. this episode over with. So, <laughs> so that wraps up episode two. I mean, what what would you rate the two episodes we got? Just I would collective. As, as a pairing, I'd give it a 7.1 out of 10. Wow. That's a C minus. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of setup. I had an issue with the chase scenes. And uh, I was ticked about Reva being the one to... Uh, now, again, just because I don't care for her acting or her character yet, it doesn't mean you take it to another level and start blasting people on the internet. I did not like the fact that she told Obi-Wan it was Anakin. I didn't want him to find out that way. And she that's how he found out. I got to live with that for the rest of my life now. Yeah. Thanks I a mean, lot, Reva. Morbius. I, I honestly didn't see this. It's Morbin time. <laughs> I didn't see them using Leia to direct this story, like to steer no. the story. I did not think that's what this. I feel show like was we totally swung and missed on that one because we were doing some predictions. What would Obi Wan leave Tatooine for? Uh, in the words of Yoda, there is another, the other Skywalker. If something happened to Leia, that's just as important as something happened to Luke. Right. So it makes sense that that is the reason he left. Yeah. So my rating. I would give it a 8 out of 10. Okay. So we meet in the middle, 7.5 out of 10. 7.55. Uh, Sean, what's your rating? PG. 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 Get your parents. So we got a 7.5 PG out of 10. need some guidance. All right. That wraps up episode 1 and 2. This is what we were excited about. This is why we started this whole thing for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. He's our boy. And that's why Reva is so annoying, because don't you dare mess with my boy. You're my boy, Blue! <laughs> and with that, we are out. Episode 6. Like, subscribe, comment, do all those do things. The thing. Do you got a question for the peeps? What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Did you agree with anything I said? Did you disagree with anything I said? Do you like Reva? Tell do you me. not like Reva in a respectful way? Tell us. Respectfully. Respect. If you Put you some respect on her name. Okay. Um... Okay. Yeah. Let us know what you thought of Obi-Wan. On a scale of 1 to 99 nerds, what did you think of this episode, guys? Tell us in the comments. Please. Peace.